read from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. If you can open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Right? You're there? Can you hear an amen? Okay, so verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard about this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Verse 5, So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Verse 6, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he heard secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed from there for their own country another way. So here we see how these three wise men came, and they came to see the baby that was born. So this morning, I want to title my sermon series as Wise Men from the East. Can you say that with me? Wise Men from the East. And this sermon series is going to be based on only two scriptures that we read. We are going to read those two scriptures again. Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Shall we read that again? Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. When they saw the star... Go ahead and read with me. They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So the three wise men, they started you know, following the star until they came to where Jesus was born. And these three wise men, they started a significant, started in fact a couple of significant acts 
at the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, and that we carry on, we carry forward even today. So as the scripture has highlighted, if you could see, I'm not sure, it's highlighted there are three things that wise men did. Number one, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Number two, they fell down and they worshiped him. And number three, they presented gifts to him. So I will be titling my sermons, you know, next three days, including today. The first sermon is going to be, if you can put the next slide, first sermon is going to be a joy worth having, a God worth serving, a gift worth giving. Amen? You know, that, that's how the series is born, right? So, so can you say that again? A joy worth having, a God worth serving, a gift worth giving. So this morning we title our sermon as a joy worth having. Now you know what to look for next week, right? And the next two weeks. A joy worth having. Let's read again Matthew chapter 2 verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. This joy is something to do with the star. Because that's what scripture says. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Are you all with me? Yes? You don't need to read your Bible now. Let's just listen to me, okay? So just, you know, when you look at and you know, when you look at me and then nod your head and then say something, it really encourages me. Yes? Okay, so that's what I need. I need some movement from you. Otherwise, I really do not know you are listening or not. Most of the time, we are just like this, but I, I'm not really sure. Unless you move yourself, right? I can't really come there and check your pulse. I want to make sure that you move yourself a little bit, right, as you listen to me. Amen? Amen? A little more louder. Amen? Otherwise, sometimes it looks like, you know, only I'm struggling from here, and you are all just sitting there enjoying. I don't want you to enjoy that much, you know. <laughs> okay, so a joy worth having. I believe this joy is certainly something to do with a star. If you have a star hanging in your house, and when you carry your baby, and when you go next to the, closer to the star, what will happen? Hello? Baby will become happy. Okay? So when you bring the baby closer to the star, the baby will start laughing. Have you tried that? You may have a star and you may not have a baby. Then what do you do, right? So I mean, that's what babies do. When you bring them closer to a light or closer to the star especially, the light, the shape, and the color of the star, everything is so attractive, the baby will start laughing. So here we see, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with great exceedingly, with great exceeding joy, with great joy. We are talking about a joy worth having. A joy worth having in your life and in my life, there are two reasons why they rejoice over the star. Simple. There are two reasons why they rejoice over the star. Number one, can you read with me? Number one, star is a source of light. Star is a 
Star has a message. No, it's a very simple message this morning. Star is a source of light, and star has a message. These are the two reasons I believe the wise men, they really enjoyed, they rejoiced by looking at the star. Today, you may be saying that this Christmas, today, the coming in, you know, just a few days away from now, this Christmas is not just like any other Christmas in the past for me. I have gone through so much in this year. In fact, you may say that I have lost a couple of my family members during last year. Or I'm dealing with such a health issue. I'm dealing with such a family issue. I'm under the attack of the enemy. How can you expect me to have joy even though you say that it's worth having that joy and this morning that I believe that God is speaking to you, God may strengthen you. Keep listening. And you may say that I look at the start today but it doesn't do anything to me. I look at the star today, but it, it's not just like the previous years. It's not just like the previous times when I had this season in my life. Today the star may bring sweet memories of the past, but it has nothing to do with my today. Because I'm just out of all those things, I don't feel like enjoying, I don't feel like having the joy in me. And this morning I pray that God may speak to you, and I believe this, good, this, this is a good news that God is speaking to you and this message is for you if you say that with me. There are times God speaks into our situation. You come with a burden in your heart and you see that God is giving you the same word and then you know what, you are so nourished, so encouraged and you say that God speaks to you. There are times God speaks to you to distract you totally from what you are going through in your life. God speaks to you in that way too and you may feel that God is not saying anything to me, but God is saying to you, God is trying to distract what you are having in your mind this morning. God is trying to distract what you are going through in your life. I believe that's what God is doing right now. The two reasons to rejoice when we see a star. Number one, star is a source of light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Shall we read the scripture, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 17. This is what Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Read with me, please. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What is the message here? You are the light of the world. We see the star there, and the star is set by God there to give light. And Jesus said, you are the light of the world. If Jesus said this, this morning I challenge you, asking you what kind of leader you are, what kind of believer you are, what kind of Christ follower you are, if you hide your light under the basket and hide yourself from people. Jesus, let's go back to the scripture. That scripture needs to be understood properly. You are the light of the world. You means who? All of us. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Who is that city that is set on a hill? It's you. It's me. Cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp. Who is the lamp? You are the lamp. I am the lamp. Do, nor they do light the lamp and put it under a basket. You are telling me that I am secretly serving God. 
I'm a Christ follower. I don't have anything to do with man. You fail in the scripture. You are not fulfilling the scripture. Jesus is saying, you are the light. You are the lamb. And you cannot be put under a basket. You need to be kept on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your... You know, you need to be kept somewhere above. All of us. Not only me, myself standing here. All of us should be standing here. Why? Individually, we are light. We are set at a, as a light. We cannot hide ourselves. Star cannot hide. Can you, think, can you imagine? I mean, cloud may prevent. Cloud may come under and hide the star. But star by itself cannot hide. Star cannot stop, produ star, stop producing light. Sun cannot afford to stop producing light. If sun stops, moon stops, all the other planets stops, nothing will happen. You are the light of the world. You cannot be kept under the basket. Same to the child of God. He or she cannot stop producing. He or she cannot afford to stop doing anything for God. A lighted lamp cannot be put under the basket. What is that basket? The basket is your worry. The basket is your frustration. The basket is the sickness that you are dealing with. The basket is your situation. The basket is your fear. The basket is your fear of the future. The basket is your failure. The basket is the trouble that your children are giving to you. Everything, all of these. You cannot keep your light under these baskets. That's what scripture says. That's what Jesus says. You cannot afford to lose the joy inside of you because of all these things that I spoke right now. When Jesus said this, you are the light of the world. Jesus put that light source inside of us. Can you all say inside? Out loud. Inside. Jesus put that light source inside of us and it cannot stop producing light. That's what it means. Your light is seen. When you smile at others. Your light is seen when you love others. Your light is seen when you encourage others. Your light is seen when you care for others. Your light is seen when you lead others to Christ. You know, that's where our light is seen in our lives. This is the joy of Christian life. Are you with me? It's not just an ordinary message, it's something different this morning. The light when people see the light in us, the way you love, the way you care, the way you smile at them. I'm trying, all of us are not born with that smile, I'm trying. All of us are trying. Let's try. Let's try to care for others unconditionally. Let's try to love others unconditionally, whether you get it back or not. Because you are a light. You are supposed to shine. Keep shining. Keep shining. Don't stop. Don't stop. You don't feel like doing it, but keep doing. Keep doing. That's the joy of Christian life. This morning we are saying, we are really saying, that's a joy worth having. When the light travels, listen to me. When the light travels, you cannot really see the light. Unless it hits an object. You can't really see the light with our eyes unless it hits an object. Sometimes you're able to see the light in traveling in the air, 
because the light falls on the dust particles that are in the air and when the light gets scattered you will be able to see the light are you with me little bit of science so otherwise you will not be able to see the path of light you will not be able to see we will not have joy unless we allow the light to fall on others if people have to see the joy in us people have to see the light in us we need to allow the light to, to fall on others how do you do that in the form of helping in the form of loving in the form of caring in the form of supporting in the form of encouraging you know that's a call of the church that's the call of a child of god this requires a change in our lives it doesn't come automatically we are so selfish we are so selfish people we don't really care about others but jesus is saying something different here you are the light of the world go out and shine your light that's what jesus is saying if you really understand that scripture philippians chapter 1 verses 3 to 5 we can read if we have that yeah so philippians chapter 1 3 to 5 i thank my god paul is saying here Let's see what Kishki says I thank my God upon every remembrance of you he's writing to the church in Philippi always in every prayer of mine making request for you all with joy always i'm thinking about you always i'm praying for you all with joy that's the christian joy that's the joy we cannot afford to lose that's the joy worth having during this season Paul is writing and he's saying to the believers in the church of Philippi I have joy such a great joy over you He's allowing his light to fall on those believers he worked for them he cared for them he encouraged them he nurtured them and now that brings joy great joy for Paul In chapter in Colossians chapter 1 verse 24 Paul is writing to the church in Colossae and this is what he says i now rejoice in my sufferings for you i want you to read just that portion alone i now rejoice in my suffering for whom that's the joy of christmas it's not the joy we try to bring in ourselves it is a joy of knowing someone else is blessed because of what you have done It is a joy that you are able to help out somebody who is having a good life today. You know that's a joy that God is talking about. That's a way we need to set our light and keep our light in the lampstand so that it will shine its light and allow the light to fall on people. When I am dull and when I am discouraged. When I feel like losing the joy in my life. There is something that tells me from within. that you can't afford to lose the joy keep going you can't allow to lose the joy keep going there is something that tells me most of the time god reminds me of those people for whom i could be of help in some way their smile their well-being their settlement those things bring a great joy within me at times that helps me to keep going that's a christian joy Today those people they may or may not talk to me at all but I don't really worry about it I will rejoice over the fact that God kept me as a blessing for somebody maybe during some point of time may not be now 
You know, that helps me to keep going. That's the Christian joy that God wants us to have. God wants us to bless somebody, be a blessing for somebody. You know, at times when people are going through difficult times, you make a stop and shake their hands, talk to them. That helps. That encourages them. That motivates them. And here you, you really feel the joy. You know, that's how God wants us to build our lives. A joy worth having. It is inside of us. It is inside of us. We will have it when we let others know the joy. The star was there shining. And the wise men, they saw the star and they were so rejoicing. It's because the star was allowing its rays to fall on these men. And when we do that, there's a joy, great joy that, brings in, that comes in our lives. And we will bring that great joy to others' lives because we are the light of the world. Star is a source of light. Number two, star has a message. Star has a message. It's not just the appearance of the star. Star has a message. And we read that very clearly, Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, if you can go back. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, saying... Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star. Whose star? His star in the east. And have come to worship him. They went to King Herod and asked him, Where is the star? We have seen the star in the east. Where is he who was born today? So when the wise men saw the star, they were greatly rejoicing. They were filled with exceeding joy because they saw the star that was a light source. And now they see the message. And what is the message? The message is as we read, the king of the Jew is born. When they saw the star, they realized because they are wise men, they are scientists, they knew very well. So there is a reason why the star appeared. So there is a message behind the star. Today, during Christmas, when we see star, we remember the message. What is the message? Jesus is born. Jesus is born. We remember that message. The second reason why we rejoice when we see a star was the message <laughs> that it carries. Bible says, you and I are like stars. Let's read that scripture. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. You can read with me, Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. It talks about you, it talks about me. Those who are wise, God's word gives us wisdom, shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, like a star, and those who turn many to righteousness, those who bring people to Christ, those who introduce people to Christ, those who show your love, care for them, and help them, and support them, do all these things, though they are like the stars forever and ever. So there is no doubt that we are stars. Amen? I don't know whether the world is calling you as a star. Your husband may call you, but I don't know about the world may not call you as a star. But God is calling you as a star because you are the one who is leading people to righteousness. You are the one who is helping people to know Christ. As a star, we are not only to produce light, we also have a message. Can you say message? 
There are two types of messages I want to talk about and then we are going to close. There is a generic message and there is a specific message. There is a generic message, that's the message of hope. And what is the message of hope? Hope, what is hope? Hope is part of faith that deals with future. What is hope? Hope is part of faith that deals with or that focuses on the future. That is what is known as hope. And what is the hope? What is the message? The message of hope. What is the message of hope? Let's, let's try to dig a little bit and then before we go there. When Paul writes to Titus, you know, we may not have the slides, I'll just read that for you. I'll let you know. When Paul writes to Titus, he calls this hope as a blessed hope. We read that in Titus 2.13. We don't need to go there. It's a blessed hope. What is a blessed hope? Jesus Christ is going to appear in heaven. That's a blessed hope. Do we have that hope? Yes? No? How many of us have that hope? Can I hear an amen? A louder amen if you have that hope really. Amen. Okay. Let's make sure how to have that hope. Right? Titus 2.13 says a blessed hope. The God appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, oh sorry, Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, he calls it as a living hope. He talks about the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of children of God. When, they, when we die one day, we will rise again and we live with Christ forever and ever. That's a hope. A blessed hope and a living hope. So you have a message and the type 1 message is the generic message that is a message of hope. That's what you are supposed to share with anybody you see. The message of hope. God loves you. If you follow God, the life is not going to end here on the earth. The life is eternal because you have something known as soul inside of you. And the soul is capable of living year after year, eternally forever. That's the message of hope. We are talking about a joy that's worth having. When you share the message of hope with others, you receive the joy inside of you. How many times you felt that when you share the love of Christ to someone with someone, you have that satisfaction? Yes, we have the joy. Yes, I have seen some of you texting me saying that, Pastor, I got an opportunity to share love of Christ to somebody. I could just do that in my workplace. You know, you, there's a joy. That's a real joy. Look for that kind of joy in your life. Do not look for anything else. Other things will fade away. Because your message has given hope to someone, you receive that joy. Star gives us joy. Because star has a message. And your life has a message. And when you share that message with somebody, that, you, that brings great joy to you. And there is a specific message. We talked about the generic message. That's the message of hope. There is a specific message in all of your life. That's nothing but your story. Can you say story? You have a message for others. This morning I want to talk about that a little bit before we pray. It's not the message that I prepared to speak this morning. No, that's not the message. It's not the message that you heard from somebody else. It's not the message we are talking about. It's not the message you think that God has spoken to you. It's good, but that's not the message you are talking about. You have a message that is your life. And that message is your life. You are a star giving light to the world. You are also a message giving star to the world. And I said that message is your life. 
It's not the generic message. It's a specific message to you and your life only. This message is what you have gone through in your life. I want you to think about what you have gone through in your life. We are 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. What have we gone through in our life? That has a message. What God has done to you or what God has not done to you, there is a message. And only you know that. What lessons you have learned in your life all along, only you know. Only you know that. Where you failed. And how did you overcome those failures? Only you know. You have a message. All of us. All of us have a message. Only we know about it. This life experience, this life story is so precious. This life story is so precious. And it is so powerful. But it is useless when you don't tell it to others. Are you with me? This life story is very powerful. You have a message. And if you don't tell this to others, it's just inside of you. It's of no use to anybody. When you record it, when you write it down, when you share this story with others, it is powerful. It's going to bless others. Listen to me this morning. People can deny the gospel, but can, they can never deny your story. People cannot believe the gospel at all, but they have to believe your story because it's your story. You have gone through it. You experienced it in your life and nobody can deny that. The writer of the Blessed Assurance, he sings, this is my story. This is my song, praising my savior all the day long. What does exactly it means? He's just singing his story. And this morning, God is reminding you, you have gone through so much in your life. You have a message. That's what the world is in need of. Can you work on your story? Can you get that story ready to share with others? I'm really, literally telling you, to work on your story. Start writing that story. Can you let me know when the story is ready to be published? You have gone through so much. You have so much of experience in your life. There are many out there who are going through what you have gone through in your life. There are many people, those who are out there, this gospel sometimes may not satisfy them, but when you bring that gospel along with your story, that's going to touch their lives. God has done some of you. God has done many things in your life. God has healed you. God has rescued you. God has delivered you. Today you are alive on the face of this earth. It's just because of God. You have a powerful story in your life. Star has a story. People who are going through difficult situations, they don't have an answer to their problems. But you have an answer because you fought for it. And you waited upon the Lord and you received an answer from God and they need that. They need to hear that. They need to hear that. Where are we standing right now? Where are your problems? Forget those problems. 
Forget those issues that anyway it belongs to human. It belongs to this world. But God has put a joy in your life. And you, are, you and I need to move forward to it. When you share your story. And when it blesses others. It's a joy. That's worth having. Just want to close quickly summarizing the sermon this morning. Today, you may be sick. You may be dull. You may be discouraged. You may be weak. Or you may be dying. I don't deny that. Because what you are going through is common to men. Is common to men. You are going through a tough time. I don't really discount that. What you are going through is common to men. Your situation doesn't cancel the fact that you are the light of the world. Your situation doesn't cancel the fact that you have a message in your life. Your situation doesn't cancel the fact that you are a star in the firmament. There is something special about you. You are a source of light. You impact others. And that brings great joy in your life. You have a message that is an answer to many questions today. When others receive those answers, that are going to, that's going to bring great joy in their lives. And that brings joy to you. More than that, you feel that your life is a purpose-driven life. When you do that, that brings great joy in your life. This morning, God is asking you, are you ready for such a life? Such a great joyful life. That's a Christian joy. That's a joy which is worth having. Shall we all arise this morning? As we close in prayer.